space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate Podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack, all hands battle station. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello! Welcome to Trekmate, YouTube people and audio people. I'm Jude. And I'm Wayne. Yes, once again, back again, recording live via YouTube. So, hello to everybody who uh, may be uh, joining us uh, this afternoon. Not afternoon. It's evening. It's late evening. Very late evening. Yeah. Yeah. It's very little late the day left with us. Oh, it is. Yeah. But I'm going to put my cards on the table now and tell everybody who's watching and listening and yourself because I haven't said it to you yet. Mm-hmm. I, for- I actually forgot today because we were going to record yesterday, and I've just got so much on at the moment, which I'm not going to bore people with. But I forgot today. I actually had a, a show that I went to tonight. I've been and seen. Um, Bill Bailey live. Oh, nice! Excellent. The comedian slash musician. It, it was awesome. Really good. So I, I've like walked really fast home to get on here tonight. <laughs> That's it. Last night and he's like, oh, I'm too tired. I, I was. I was absolutely knackered. Just really early. I was really knackered. I, I think. I think we were even speaking at like seven thirty or something. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to be able to do it tonight. But well, um. And that's the thing, I've, I've you got about committed to tonight not knowing that you was going to a comedy show. When when I was texting you back and forth, and then today I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. I said I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I've got back. I'm, I'm only about 15 minutes away from the venue, like walking. So, uh, so it's pretty good. And quite I did fitting. my Triple H walk home. Quite fitting. Bill Bailey's a big Trekkie as well. Yeah, it didn't really come up tonight. A lot of talk about like heavy metal and stuff like that, which I enjoy. But yeah. um, I thought he was going to start going on about Klingons because he was, um, what was he doing? He was singing uh, I Did It My Way or something like that mm-hmm. in German. And I thought any second now he's going to launch into Klingon. But it, it never happened, yeah. ne- never came up. He was talking about Simon Pegg and still surprisingly didn't bring up Trek. I think I think his joke was like five years ago or something. He was making a documentary on birds, and mm-hmm. he had a bunch of um, not birds, like um, otters, otters. Yes, he had a bunch of otter shit in one hand and uh, a TV Times or something like that in the other hand, and reading about how Simon Pegg is filming Mission Impossible Five with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was like. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> no, I love the guy. No, I think he's awesome. Um, it was everything yeah. I hoped it would be tonight. To be honest, excellent. 
Oh, no, I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm glad that you had yeah, a cheers. good time. And let's see, I've, I've been uh, quite busy at the moment. Did you? Uh, I've been this week going through some of my old belongings and old collections of things I, as well. I honestly thought you were like me, where you didn't have any old belongings or collections anymore because you'd sold them all for the last thing. Oh, no, do, well, dude, I, the, the stuff that I do have left... Uh, I'm set, actually. Yeah, if anybody wants uh, to help me out, uh, I am actually this week selling some of my uh, Star Trek uh, memorabilia at mm-hmm. the moment. So I'm selling um, figures, and I'm selling um, what else am I selling? Uh, uh, my uh, micro machines collection. Uh, also the um, Shenzhou that I just done a review on. Uh, so anyone, oh, okay, cool. that, yeah, anyone wants to pick some of that stuff up to help us out. Uh, yeah, my eBay username is Sega Fan two thousand seventeen. So yeah, yeah cool. very very random. I'll try and sell my stuff. But whilst I was going through some of my stuff, I found something very very cool that I forgotten existed entirely people who are on the facebook page might have seen it uh, but it is the star trek the next generation sherbet f- uh, filled oh, flavored drops where the hell did you get them from was that just from the shop or did you get it on ebay yourself or something no this i bought back in 1997 wow. and it was uh, i was on holiday in Gran Canaria and was going, not Gran Canaria, sorry, Malta. And we was <laughs> going on a boat over to Gozo and on the ferry, the, uh, I, the little stand selling sweets had Star Trek and the next generation sweets. Wow. So yeah, I picked, I bought one packet to keep and I ate one packet and then on the inside, it had a, I don't know how well this is going to pick up, but they had like, like holographic, holographic, yeah, little holographic stickers. Gowron? It's a Klingon. It just says Klingon. Is it Galron though? Is it Robert O'Reilly and one of his many Klingons? No, it's, it's a very generic Klingon. Ah, okay. But they were, after like doing research, they were, uh, it was a Irish company. They were only available in, I, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Well... I wouldn't be surprised if that's worth something now, even if it'll, you know, make yeah. you sick if you actually tried to eat it. The actual, the whole thing. Yeah, it's well, it's the only other item, uh, two items that I could find that was related to it on eBay yeah. was one of the because you could send out off for the poster to put your stickers on. Ah, and someone had an unfinished poster, and then one other person had a entire box of the sweets that mm-hmm. he was uh, trying to flog for a hundred quid. I think but, I've never heard of him until tonight, but it's cool. Yeah, so random, so random. Yeah, yeah. no, and then also I got out a few more of my um, Trek bits because I thought uh, in the studio I'm gonna just hang some of my ships you've always said that yeah that'd be a good idea 
I'm guessing those sweets as well, they probably only cost you about 27p or something. They were, tw- uh, they were 25p. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, I, I hope you uh, get some money out of it, you know, to put towards uh, sci-fi well, collective or whatever, whatever you want, you know. It's going towards two things. Uh, going towards sci-fi collective and then also we're sorting out Merlin passes for uh, the family as well. So Merlin passes? That's... Uh, like annual uh, tickets to get into all Chessington, Thorpe Park, Alton Towers. Oh, right. Also okay. covers like Madame Two Swords and London Eye and Shrek thing in London. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good idea. They're yeah. all expensive things on their own. I know that. Well, for one trip to um, Chessington for the for us, a family of five. The cost of it was uh, hundred and seventy pound for one day. That's it. They like all these English parks now, even the smaller ones, which I visited years ago, and now I've gone back to see how much that they all think they're fucking Disneyland. Mm-hmm. The prices that they charge now—it's like chill out. Yep, it, it's like a holiday in itself. That that sort of price for for your average family, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. It is ridiculous. So, and the annual pass was it's it's going to be about five hundred and fifty quid, mm-hmm. and but then that gets you unlimited entry into all of them. Family so it's, pass. It's, it's it's a big annual outlay, but then like if you're saving up for it each year, it's like saving like just over ten pound a week. Yeah. So easily pays for itself. And uh, I've just had a tweet, but I that I do have to address. Uh, it's from our good friend and family member, JD. Tuning oh, in. JD, so, nice one. I have no idea what time it is over there right now. So is he our viewer? Was he our original viewer? I, I don't know whether he was our original viewer. He's one of our he's one of our four viewers at the moment. Oh, nice one. Hi, JD. So, yes. Missing you, JD. We need to get you on the show very soon. Oh, definitely. Again, yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... I was going to say tainted last time, but <laughs> mm-hmm. no, yeah, we need to get him back. Yeah, no, we do need to get JD back on at some point very soon. And I'd love to see Fez as well, to be honest. I'd love to speak on, and see Fez. We've never actually yeah. spoken apart from on all the social media crap. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, no, well, that's the thing. You've never actually got to actually physically speak to uh, He pops up on my xbox one actually every day i can always see what fez is playing on his xbox one yeah it's quite often the same same exact same games i do you know like those guys have always been into a lot of the same stuff that we're into which is uh, exactly it's kind of kindred uh, spirits yeah definitely absolutely uh, uh, Jamie says it's eight fifteen in the morning fuck so nice and early i'm sure we'll be heading off to work soon so yeah yeah no um getting on his uh, skateboard and grabbing onto the back of a car <laughs> that's it we're uh, <laughs> uh back to the future has been on our minds after watching one of the yeah. celebrations that was going on over the weekend in la at doc's mansion or i, I can't remember what it's actually called um, it was i think it's like a, uh, a casino or a gambling house or something now it, no, it's more like a museum. It's more like a sort of posh. No, but twat. that's what they called it. Um, what do you mean they call it? Uh, the the name of it. I'm sure it was something like 
like in the video, no, it's called like Wade Mansion or something. It's it's owned by the sort of people that I guess Doc's family is supposed to be like a rich family, and I think it's like a. Uh, I'm, wait, now I'm trying to remember. Is it like uh, I'm not sure if, if it's you like didn't a, watch the uh, video I sent you today? They're actually doing tours inside the house, and they're it was arguing. just for the weekend. Yeah, yeah it's it like was an annual thing. Weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's just like the royal family house tours they do over here, where it's just like, oh, this is the dining room, you know. And it's just but got all just these Back to the Future cool. fans in there, and then these guys that are working in there saying they didn't film in here, they did not film in here, just outside. That's it. So, uh, if I was there, I, I don't think I would need to go inside. Um, no, just the outside. Exactly. Yeah, because that's. Uh, that's where all your memories are, and exactly. But also, the air, they had a uh, brilliant Doc Brown impersonator there. Definitely, he was well. he was very enthusiastic, and yeah, would love to meet that guy in person. He was totally throwing himself into that role for for the sake of everyone's entertainment there. And they had uh, like the prop master, Dangerous Bob, uh, mm-hmm. there, who did like the. Um, license plate yeah and a bunch of other stuff but he also had his tag in in the movie on on i think it was on the school or the cinema or something mm-hmm. they got to spray paint his own name dangerous bob excellent um excellent but and yeah then, they had all, all sorts of back to the future you know backstage i know that uh, that's the thing just because i'm a, i'm like a member on a number of Back to the Future sites. I know that Joe uh, Joe Walser was also there, who mm-hmm. uh, headed the uh, restoration of the um, A car. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember seeing him now. So I know that he was there. Um, before I forget, because at some point my phone will probably die of battery, and I will. Uh, totally forget, but we did also have a message from one of the listeners, uh, Jeff Owen. Jeff, hello, Jeff. You gotta love Jeff. Such a cool guy. Such yeah. a nice guy. He is. He's a very, very cool guy. Uh, hoping to see him again at uh, the Sci-Fi Palooza. Um, oh, and I'll just say to Jeff while we're on here, and he's actually watching us. I haven't forgot that he, we haven't done one for ages, but I haven't forgot that he wants to do a sort of episode review of uh, our man Bashir with us, which I said, that's totally cool. We will get around to it eventually. <clears throat> and we will. Yeah, we will do. We, we won't just <clears throat> keep copping out and talking about random shit every week. <laughs> well, we will do a bit of that as well, yeah. but we'll get around to it. He, you know, if he's listened to us for this long, like he'll know that we will get around yeah. to it. Eventually. Might yeah. take a year, but we'll get round to it. Yeah, if it does, it does. Oh, I did. So, yeah, he said. Um, uh, first of all, uh, just on the uh, side note of uh, t- was talking about swearing in Star Trek last week. Oh yeah, he said. Uh, uh, do you remember O'Brien saying bollocks in deep? I do. I I do remember that, and that that was definitely fun for me. I think for a lot of other viewers outside of the UK, it probably just goes right over their head. Like they yeah. don't even know what that means. But when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, you know, I I never noticed that at first. But yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, but that's like, uh, what was the show? 
a few years back. I'm trying to remember the show. <coughs> no, it was wrestling. It was wrestling. One of the wrestlers managed to s- squeeze in wanker. It, it was. It, it's either going to be Seamus or or uh, what was his name? Bad news, Barrett. Maybe. I think it was Barrett. I yeah, think it was Barrett. But because... I, I can imagine they would have said to Vince McMahon or Triple H, like you know, this is a swear word you know, where we are, but they'd be like, well, it's not here, so go ahead, do it, we don't care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, no, just that note, and then he said he's got a couple of what-ifs for us. Oh, cool, yeah, well, that's good, because I haven't, I've uh, I've left my notes somewhere else, so, uh, so we'll just wing it, and we'll definitely do Jeff's. Yeah, definitely do Jeff's. So, uh, Jeff's first uh, what-if, for us uh, to discuss, he said, "What if the Dax symbiont had been put into a male trill after Judzia died? What would, how would Worf have reacted? He would have just shagged it anyway." I don't know. That's the thing. It would have made would've... interesting viewing. I think. Um... I'm just trying to think what it, it, you know, presuming that they just like Esri does, they came back to DS9 for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing it's that's pointless of even discussing where um, the drill goes. Yeah, I mean, Worf could potentially still have some sort of interest. I mean, th- th- that was always weird. Mm hmm. Um, and what that's the thing, it, um, with uh, with regards to that, I know a lot of people hated and still hate on Esri. I know they do too. I I, do, I, I enjoyed it personally. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say like I love Esri, but I loved the idea that the fact that this actress, you know, I, I love her, Terry Farrell, decided that she wanted to do this instead. That's fine. That's her decision. I know I know there's stuff out there where she said now uh I did want to come back but I just wanted to do not as many episodes like just mm-hmm. be on when they were ready to have me um but I guess there was a bit of a bit of a fallout there between the producers or whoever it was and herself just saying like no if you're not willing to do every single one we want you to do then go do Becker and go do Hellraiser and whatever it was it probably would have been one of the higher ups yeah, she's like, no, she's not getting away with that. Yeah, which, which is a shame because I mean, it even seems when she dies, it's just like so quick, and it's just like, huh, really? Did that just happen in that way? Yeah, just like a one second death, just like ooh. Well, that's the thing. It's one of those things that with a character like Judzia, um, it seems like a very pointless death. Um, yeah, because. With a character like Judzia always being the warrior, always being yeah. so yeah, deeply involved with Klingons and everything, you would have hoped that she would have died fighting. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and... well put. But I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I think maybe I'm in the mon- minority, but when I saw Esri for the first time, I just thought that was great. I was like, that's exactly what you should do with a troll character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the best p- 
possible storyline you could do under the circumstances, unless maybe it was put into a guy like Jeff said or suggested. Yeah. But um, but no, I really liked it, and I, you know, may have had like small annoyances with that character, but I accepted it. You know, it's like it's a different host. It's mm-hmm. that that's the whole point of that that story. So I enjoyed that, but. Um, yeah, I but think, yeah, I, th- I think that's one to think about to like to go away and think about and like discuss it again like another time like if it, if uh, it had gone into a male host. Do time. you do you think that <clears throat> the fans would have accepted that transition of Dax more than they accepted Esri? That's a good question. Um, because. Obviously, it's taking the Dax symbiote into an entirely different direction. They're... I think I think the fans who truly embrace what Trek is would have enjoyed that, as I would myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you. Were, I know I was sort of joking, but if you were then to do like sort of things like Worf having the same frustrations he does, that with, same like... camping trip. Yeah, exactly. But all the stuff with Julian and stuff like that, and and Quark like still flirting with the new host, you know. And he's like, "Oh, that that worm's mine," you know. Like that would have made it a lot more interesting if it was a guy. Not that they had any like openly gay characters or anything on the show, but that would have made it interesting. It would yeah, have added- I don't think I don't think you would have had uh, Quark's interest anymore because he very much is. All about the woman, mm-hmm. um, but I think I think certainly with Bashir, I think Bashir's the sort of character that would be fluid enough to actually go with that. That now that would have been well, that's very, the cool thing. very cool with that character. I, I feel like that that was the I, I saw. I, I know it was very last minute, but that was what they were trying to say, I guess, with Julian. But eventually like he wasn't just all superficial and stuff like mm-hmm. he was in love with the uh you know what's on in the inside rather than the outside you, you know he, sp- he spent all this time hitting on jad's ear and then it was what it's what's inside that counts you know like even though yeah. obviously he does like esri as well exactly um, so yeah that that's still could have worked with a man i think yeah I think it could have done. I think it could have done, or even it just. Had, it already had lots of practice with Miles, so it's got to take yeah. that, those uh, feelings out somewhere. <laughs> exactly. There definitely would have been some sort of uh, struggle with uh, Miles and the new Dax. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> though, with um, with Worf, I think that. I th- I think that probably there may have been the one encounter, and then Worf just tries to entirely blanket. Mm. And yeah, well, I mean, he's already funny. He's already very awkward in that situation. So yeah, I guess it would mm-hmm. just be more awkward for him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, that's a, a good suggestion there, Jeff. Uh, also. Uh, his second what if suggestion was mm-hmm. what would have happened to her storyline if Tasha Yar had lasted all seven seasons? Where would we have seen her storyline go? That, that, 
That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, who knows what would have happened with Worf if, I mean, if she was to keep her job. Mm-hmm. Well, because a, Worf it, wouldn't have even become the character that. No, he, he wouldn't. Because, because we just sort of accept him as that's what his role is on the ship. Mm-hmm. But obviously in the first season, it's not. And she fits in great. You know, I, I, I love Tasha. Um, it's amazing how much she is in our thoughts and memories when she was only in that one season, that short season. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they could have done a lot, lot of cool stuff with her because, you know, they kept bringing her back for God's sake, you know, yeah, clearly exactly. they obviously liked the character. <clears throat> yeah. And, and she decided like, Oh God, I think I did the wrong thing there. The actress, you know, like maybe I shouldn't have gone so quickly. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it would have not just changed her character's progression or whatever, but everything, everything would have been different if she'd stayed. Well, that's the thing. If if she had stayed, would Deanna and and Crusher have become as close? Because Possibly would... not. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. I don't no, know sorry. why I've got such a frog in my throat tonight. Or would it have been a situation where the actual like like then you get like a threesome of a couple, a threesome of friends that come together close, but then Trek doesn't seem to want to do that too often. They want pairings of good friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um. Well, you know, like maybe Crusher wouldn't have even lasted. We have uh, Pulaski who could have come in and stayed there. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of backstage nonsense what went on with that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think especially all all the hosts of Trackmate, uh, past and present, like now look back and think like, actually Pulaski was a lot more interesting. There was a lot more going on there, a lot more potential for story and and conflict and stuff where, you know, even if there was good crusher moments, like it's quite boring well, in comparison. That's the thing. Um, the, the only person that will disagree with you there is Mark and that's because he fancies crusher. Um, but yeah, I know, I know he does, but, but, but no, I, I think he would obviously... agree to a degree that, you know, Pulaski brought in, better storylines. Well, she really did, and she was only there for a short time. And that's the thing, I could probably see if Pulaski had also stayed, then she would, uh, I I think that then they would have explored um, and built a friendship between her and Data that would have been quite strong. I think so too, because it always reminded me of uh, Spock and uh, McCoy sort of thing, that sort of relationship. Mm. But like, yeah, I think what we saw was just the very beginning of that, and maybe they would have gone there, but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. And Gage yeah. McFadden came back. No, exactly. And though, the only thing that I would say with uh, with TNG with regards to like Tasha's uh, character progression, character progression is a really hard thing in TNG, just down to the nature of the beast that it is. It, it was, yeah. It really was. It was a very silly situation, really, which I think is why, as an adult, I've become 
I seemingly have become a much bigger fan of DS9 because they eventually didn't have those restrictions. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's a question of because it was in syndication, they just wanted it to um, be able to play in any single order. Yeah. And it wouldn't make a difference. You could just continue on with uh, the show and not know uh, that, like, not think, oh, crap, what have I missed mm-hmm. as well? So, um Definitely, uh, I personally, I I don't think there's many people who did really dislike Tasha, though, is there? Not that I've met, no. No, I I, I always think I would have liked to have seen more of her. And also, Tasha was the only uh, main cast member, certainly in season one, that had grit to her in the sense of she she was one of the only things that made that first season sort of memorable and good i'm sorry <laughs> you know like but there's so much about that first season if you don't want to say crap it was mm-hmm. definitely dodgy it's the, but, i would say it's the weakest of oh it's definitely the weakest but like when you get to her death you know like when i watch that back i'm like oh no you know, like, yeah. you really, I really feel something watching her funeral or whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Her little funeral eulogy. ceremony. Yeah, eulogy, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't get a lot of that in that season. <laughs> like, yeah. moments where you really feel something, apart from just laughing at stuff. Yeah, because that's that's one of the things that I... Um, with... with season one the moments that do stand out like that is um i do like the grittier moments like uh, i loved the thing season one they were so close to starting long-term storylines as well with regard to well i know they do it bits and bobs and drips and drabs throughout the series but the host aliens um from the end of season one uh, what were they called? They, I don't think they even named the aliens, did they? Um, the ones that take over, uh, taking over Starfleet. Oh shit! Um, I want to say like Xenomites or something, oh, I, but I really can't remember. I can't remember um, off the top of my head because if someone said it or if someone typed it, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's it. Um, I, I love that. That I did love that actually. That's uh, that is another season one thing that I really enjoyed. And that was teased for an episode or two beforehand Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, that was another one of my favorite moments of season one. Yeah, that's definitely the other, the other highlight of uh, season one. Though the, the problem with season one is just that it tried to be TOS there was a lot of that going on, yeah, and a lot of uh, well, sort of kissing the bum of it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's weird, you know, with it being called The Next Generation and it's just so, it was so TOS, it's just, just, just odd. Mm-hmm. It took a while to find that groove and actually become TNG. Yeah. No, it's 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 very strange. Mm. Very, it's it, watching back 
it's it's not a season that you get through as fluidly and as quickly as later seasons. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it can be a chore at times. Even yeah, there there is good bits, but yeah, it can be a chore. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, um, oh, uh, before we continue short track, and before it leaves my mind, um, we better just. Uh, quickly discuss uh the kickstarter that we had can going I, can i just ask one thing go for it when you said jd's tweeting did you actually say what he said or was it was it unairable or something because i can't remember we were saying oh, like, Hello. just letting us know that he was watching oh that's it yeah oh okay fair that's enough it. sorry that's i it. just didn't know if we just completely skimmed over whatever he was asking or saying yeah Oh no! Uh, okay, we do have another "what if" as well. That, but I will get to that very soon, Robert. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. But um, we do uh, with regards to our Kickstarter, which uh, just finished a couple of days ago, and we reached our goal. We reached yeah. our goal. So, Palooza has been funded. Uh, the, the amount that we uh, was asking for has been funded. So, it's thank all you. Good. and well done, everybody. Yeah, That's big awesome. big thank you to everyone who uh, to uh, who. Uh, decided to back us and buy your tickets early and i I know one or two people even uh backed us who uh, can't attend so big big thank you really appreciate all of your support thank you guys yeah our target was 300 pound and we raised 321 pound wow nice an amazing feat and we can't thank you all enough and we're looking forward to uh putting on our next convention uh, for yourself so um if you want to find out any of the details as and when they come up it's uh, the sci-fi collective.com forward slash sci-fi palooza and i will also be updating the details on there if anybody else wants to get their tickets now that they that's what i was going to say it's not over is it like people can still no. come along and we just got to do it a different way now well, that's it. it. It's just a question of now, uh, because some, you never know. Some people might not have wanted to go via the Kickstarter route. Wanted to have known that the event was definitely happening. Uh, well, before. I know, you know, I know from experience. You know, not everybody always has that money in their bank, like ready to like dedicate mm-hmm. to something and then wait till a certain date for it to come out. Um, you know, they want to know that it's happening. Then they'll put yeah. down their money, even if it is three quid, which is all we're asking still. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure it is. <laughs> Suddenly there's a hike. <laughs> yeah. No, well, um, latecomers, it's a fucking tenor. That's it. <laughs> no, uh the tickets are still on sale now. Uh mm-hmm. the tickets are still three pounds per person. Uh and uh, that's gonna be via PayPal. Uh, so if if you do uh wanna buy your tickets now and uh, can't be asked to look at the website. Uh, the PayPal is trekmateevents at gmail.com. Nice uh, and simple. Yeah, nice and simple. Uh, £3 per person. And I'll be able to figure out by how much you pay, how many tickets you're buying. And yeah. remember, under 12s get in for absolutely free. So yeah. that's uh, the 21st of July, Kings Langley, Hertfordshire. Uh, and we have our first guest confirmed with John Carrigan. And 
Our second guess is very, very close to being oh, very firm. close. Yeah, I won't say it then. No, it's literally... <laughs> I'm so close to getting it confirmed. I just need to uh, uh, receive one more email back and then I can announce to people. Oh, I want to give clues, but I'll just give it away, so I just, I just won't. Yeah, no, you can, literally there is no way that you can give a clue. No, no, I won't, I won't. <laughs> I won't. So tempted, but I won't. No, but it's uh yeah, we've been speaking about it today and it and it looks like it's quite likely to happen, doesn't it? It's ninety nine point eight percent. Uh yeah, we were very excited uh, about uh the thought of this person joining us. Yeah. But I'll leave it as that. No, exactly. Uh, I'm really ecstatic uh, to from, have them coming. Someone from a uh, no, I'll say stuff without it being clues. It's someone from a really cool sci-fi uh, sci-fi franchise. What we that love, we both love, and that's it. That's that all is Star Trek. Oh, all right. You said it. I was wanting to say it, but yeah, it's not Trek. It's not Trek, but we know that ourselves and previous hosts of the show all love this particular franchise. Yeah. So, so good chance a lot of people watching and listening will too. Yeah, so it's a big bonus. Uh, for I would imagine and... most people who, when we do announce it, if we do announce it, will react like, oh, nice, cool. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm expecting, I'm expecting quite a lot from their talk as well because they're a funny person. So, yeah, I, th- Definitely. I think that will go down very well as well. Mm-hmm. especially having the bar environment will help out significantly. I was thinking that. I didn't know whether to say it or not. I didn't know if I'd get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. So, yeah, big thank you to everybody who uh, supported the Kickstarter. We really appreciate your support and thank can't you. wait to thank you again in July. Yeah, yeah, not long. It's not, not too far away, really. Not it's under two months now. Oh. Under two months. And... <laughs> it's just one of those situations where, once again, Wayne's done something very short notice. So, oh, <laughs> anyone who knows you is used to it by now. Yeah, not surprised in the slightest. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, all of the preps going well, and we're looking forward to it. I'm, I'm technically a lot more excited for Sci-Fi Palooza than I was Trek on at this point. There it, was with Trek on. There was a lot of headache with there regard... was, as as the organizers yeah as there the organizers. Was a lot of that it was um the thing is as well holding your first event getting your head around all of the logistics of everything and not having known any of the team members that you've got on your team prior yeah and literally not... next to no one uh, apart mm-hmm. from you know so, some of your family that helped out and stuff, but uh, exactly. So that we were all strangers. Exactly, and they they done an amazing job. And now we yeah. know them personally. We know their strengths. We know where how to run things, and we can't wait to uh, uh, put on the second event. And um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Onwards yeah. and upwards. Yeah. And as you said, uh, I'm. I'm feeling a lot more relaxed about this one as well. So 
it's uh, I'm I'm determined to in, enjoy the event far more because oh, everyone who attended Trekon absolutely loved it. The only yeah. people who didn't relax and enjoy it was me and you. Oh, definitely. Yes, <laughs> we definitely had the worst time of the day. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think that, that's not happening this time. I I refuse to to do that again. I I think I must have aged about five years in less yeah. than one. Uh, last year exactly exactly so but we live and learn so yeah. uh, one of our viewers watching now robert sully uh has tweeted us and su uh, suggested what if tng visited the mirror universe who would be the most evil character oh probably Riker, but uh <laughs> <laughs> He's got some sort of dungeon going on or something. Yeah, but that's that's Prime Universe. That's Yeah, he's already got it anyway. Yeah, he's already but, uh... got his dungeon. He doesn't... Yeah. Okay, so, could, seeing as it's Mirror Universe... Or maybe I'm, Geordie would be... I'm assuming Geordie is crazy absolute man. stud muffin. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like the Kira of his, wouldn't he? Like just walking around in leather outfits. Uh, he would be just walking about in leather outfits, and Riker. He would be. He would have Riker uh, with a metal <laughs> chain in a gimp outfit oh, crawling be behind him. Yeah, that would be spot on. I think <laughs> Riker with his nipples cut out <laughs> with his ball gag. Oh, of course he would. He'd probably request that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But, oh, by um, the way, can I just can I just spit out for uh, everybody in the UK, like whoever's like in these betting pools and stuff? Jonathan Frakes just cancelled Destination Star Trek in Birmingham this October. Yeah, I did so see. Some, some, won some money this week. <laughs> People literally do that in this country now. Like they put bets on weeks or months or dates that Jonathan Frakes is going to cancel. He he does it that often. But the thing is, right, the events that he does cancel tend to normally be later in the year. I get it. I get it. I get that the guy's so, busy, and I, I say. Good, good for him, you know, doing all that stuff. But it, it's unfortunate for the the fans here. And I just wonder um, how wh whether he would have the same scheduling commitments if it was an event like in the summer or when when the recording schedule in LA is normally on the downside. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so. Well, because... we'll see one day, I suppose. He's got a... Well, I would hope he would appear at some point in the future at something. I have booked him six times. This is the sixth, I think. The sixth time I bought a ticket with his name on it and got a in refund. Yeah. But this time, this time, I was fully ready for it. I was just like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And um, they've announced... Uh, good news, though, for UK and you know anyone who's going to this... Um, they announced free guests. Oh, sorry, and uh, Linda Park, uh, Hoshi. Yeah, she pulled out as well. For as well. I, I was also going to see her that weekend, but um, we got three replacement guests, uh, two solid and one pretty funny, cool one. We've got Jerry Ryan. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'll meet her instead of Frakes. That's that's definitely a acceptable substitute. Um, and we've got Andrew Robinson, which a lot of people, including myself, knew he was going to be there anyway. I don't know why showmasters do that, to be honest, when they've confirmed with a guest, with each other, that that person's coming, but they don't tell the public. I think it's more a question of just releasing the details slowly so that then it tries to keep people's interests. Yeah, I think you're right. But when that's that certain celebrity, Andrew Robinson in this case, like tells every bloody fan that asks him at London Film and Comic Con the year before, like, are you coming? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm booked. It kind of like goes yeah. out the window a bit then. Uh, but the third person who I said is sort of amusing is, um, I'm sorry, I don't know the guy's name, but it's Hugh. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no idea what enough. the actor's name is, uh, so I apologise to to him. But um, but I'm sure he'll make a lot of people happy. Yeah, uh, getting their I'm autographs sure and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But I'd be interested to hear what he's got to say in the talks and stuff like that. He's from what I can see, he's done a whole bunch of stuff since. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same sort of level of 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 work where he's guesting on like on Twenty Four, which I love Twenty Four. Big um, character actor. Yeah. 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 Excellent. But yeah, it's an interesting one. So yeah, I was happy to see those guests announced, even though it was sad to see no Enterprise guests on the show now, I think. That's sad. Very sad. It is, yeah. And I know that Connor Trenier's not going to be there because he's mm-hmm. at a convention near me. He's doing um, Isla White, I think it is. And I think so is Neelix as well, actually. Yeah. They, um not that I'm saying from Enterprise, but uh, so yeah, that only leaves a handful of Enterprise people that actually bothered. Flox is someone I'd love to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I've, John Billingsley, is that his name? Yes, I yeah, his name. I, I'd really love to meet him, get a get a picture of Flox signed, maybe even a photograph taken with him. Uh, I can't. F- Obviously, there's um, Archer, but. I don't know how likely that is. About about as likely, almost as small chance as uh, Avery Brooks, I guess. He's he's kind of mm. no I a busy guess... guy who's he, not that bothered about doing them all the time, is he? No, no, exactly. I think he would come back, but it, it's just a question of fitting it in with his schedule as well. Because once again, once again, October is prime filming time for these programs yeah, not, not a great time for a, a uk convention full of american actors is it really no because that's when they're at their most busiest uh, yeah. during that period so and um that's why there's not as much of a discovery presence because they're they're going to be filming yeah, they've got two Discovery guests, but I would not be surprised at all to see them disappear before we get there. Just depends on when they're needed. Yeah. As well, so... Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. No, because I think now that means... It, I think the last time Frakes was in the UK was when it I met him. It was on track, mate. Yeah, it was at whatever the hell it was. It was some... Weird name, like it. It was one of Showmaster's um, 
one-shot events like that they put on to mm. try and see like how popular it would be. It was the month before Destination Star Trek in 2012. Oh, was it? Was it as close as that to it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was only a month before because I went down there and met uh, the Showmasters team to discuss what we was doing the month after. Yeah, and that. Uh, yeah, so that that was. Um, Oh, it was something media show. 2012. Yeah, 2012. So Crazy. That sounds ages ago now, doesn't it? I know. Well, that's the thing. It's going to be six years ago now. Yeah. But yeah, I remember listening to the pod and really enjoyed that. Um, uh, I think it was um, Paul speaking to... What's his name? Admiral. The Admiral from... Yeah. Um, Forrest... Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Is oh, it fucking hell? It is Vaughn Armstrong. Vaughn Armstrong. Vaughn Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, because that was that day. Oh wow, Vaughan. yeah. That's yeah, that is from that day. day. Yeah. And also uh, on Oh uh, that one says one second, that says... Sometimes Wayne... when these guys write stuff, like I can't read what the fuck they've written. No, I can make this one out. It says, Wayne, nice talking to you. Live long and prosper, Vaughn Armstrong. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, Neelix on the other side as well. Oh, he was there that day too. Yeah, yeah. Ethan Phillips was there that day as well. So, but yeah, I think you put the talk on. Uh, you re- actually recorded the talk with uh, Frakes. Yes. Uh, not sure if you asked any questions in that talk, but um... no. Well, no. Basically, um, his line was big, so I knew that I wouldn't be able to get time for yeah. an interview. So but you did get something with him, though, because because yeah. I think it's I think it's you explaining to him. You're like, oh do the bumper for Trek, mate. And then yeah. you were like, oh, mate means friend. He was like, I know what mate means or something like that. He wasn't being aggressive about it. He was joking. Yeah. He was... Oh, no, no. I can tell he's a, a funny guy when he when he's there. Because then he's done his first in a Patrick Stewart impersonation. That's right, yeah. And then he uh, done one for that. But yeah, no, he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah, some of this Trek stuff, I have to live live through you sometimes, and the the other guys on Trek, mate, like uh, like your picture with Avery Brooks. Mm-hmm. I know if I never get a picture with a guy, like I've got a friend who's had a picture with him. Yeah, well, that's I. I hope that Avery comes back at some point. I do. I really do for everybody. There's a lot of people that love him and admire him out there, and but also that brings me to I, I'm I'm quite glad that um I got. Uh, because he came back for um, one of the Comic-Con? yeah for the Deep Space Nine reunion, didn't he? Yeah, I, I was still wasn't doing cons at that point. Um, didn't really start going to conventions until like two thousand fourteen, yeah. I guess. No, so I'm glad that um, I uh, I uh, did get him to sign that picture that I had with him. Because... Oh, did you? Sorry? I didn't realise you'd done that. I, I've I've literally got the picture saved somewhere. So you must have got a 
Yeah. Uh, a photo of the photo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so got uh, that one signed it's, by... It's Avery a good Brooks. photo as well. Yeah, it was a nice photo. and Because uh, I think I, I got photos with all five captains, but I think I want to get every single one signed because I got Kate Mulgrew's uh, Kate Mulgrew's signed. Also good. Oh, I love your face on that. I know. You look like your head's going to explode with happiness. I Honestly. can't be any more happy. <laughs> exactly. Just kill I'm me like, now. <laughs> she gave me a fucking hug. I was so happy. Yeah. She was absolutely lovely. Absolutely lovely. I, she, she That's what you over then. And the only other one that I've got signed so far is uh, Scott Baculus. So, what do yeah. you mean? You've just shown me the other two; they're signed as well. No, I said the only other one. So I've got three, and then I'm oh, sorry, I'm missing the signatures of Picard and Kirk. Yeah. And the thing is, because Kirk was a bit of an arsehole on the day. Because Shatner was a bit of an arsehole on the day. I didn't fancy actually getting it signed. But I'm just, at this point, as morbid as it might sound, I think I want to actually get it signed before he dies. Yeah, because eventually you won't be able to, will you? Well, I say eventually, soon enough you won't be able to. But it it, it is a weird thing with Shatner. And I don't want to upset anyone who is a big Shatner fan, but... I'm the same as you, where, like, you love Kirk, you know, Kirk is this funny, awesome, ridiculous character, but when you learn more and more about William Shatner, it's just, it's awkward, to say the least. Like, the things you know about him and the way he's treated his fellow cast members and and, and people and stuff, it's, Mm -hmm. it doesn't always make you want to go and shake the guy's hand and well, yeah. for me, for me, even if I only take my experience with him, it was a question of, um, I walked in, everyone was queuing, you get told, stand behind William Shatner, mm. not next to William Shatner, don't touch him, and uh, and when you walked in there. Literally, he wasn't speaking to anyone. He was just it's, facing the camera. I, I hear more bad stories. Not not horrible stories, but I hear more bad stuff, just like the one you've just told me, than I do good. The, the good are a lot less. Um, but I always think that it's like with him, it's like having your picture taken. When they do those photos at these conventions, it's like having your photo with a waxwork. Yeah, he even looks like a waxwork. He pulls this awkward face, which is some version of a smile. Mm-hmm. He always reminds me. Uh, I don't know if I've said it before. Probably not on here. He reminds me of like the frog in Danger Mouse, an English cartoon, <laughs> <laughs> like the bad guy. I think it's the bad guy. Yeah, it's the bad yeah. guy. He's like a frog with like this weird open mouth. I think that, he was, that's what, was he a frog or a toad? Yeah, he's probably a toad. Yeah, if he's a bad guy. Yeah, but yeah. that's what Shatner reminds me of in all these pictures. And I've, I've even got one. Um, I somehow ended up having a picture in 2014 with nearly all the TNG cast mm-hmm. and Shatner, 
which I only got it at that time because they were telling people that they'd sold out of the, the TNG bridge photo. So I was like, for whatever reason, which I won't go into right now, I, I had enough money to do that at that time. So I was like, okay, if I can't get TNG cast on the bridge, I'll get them with Shatner with a shitty backdrop, which didn't even fit the photo. Um, but like when I went in for that, it, it was very awkward. You had um, some of the more laid back casts like sat on bar stools at the back. Yeah. Um, and then you had Shatner and uh, Patrick and Gates McFadden and I think Marina at the front. And they were sat on chairs in front of you. So you never even interacted with those the ones in front, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was a shame. You know, like I don't. I don't have to have skin to skin. I don't have to shake hands, but it's nice to be able to say, hello. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you touch me. (coughs) But, um, but yeah, I remember in that picture, um, I think like I do at these conventions, sometimes it was the end of the, it was right at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. I was at that point where like, yeah, I'm having my, um, whatever it was that day, like gin and lemonade, (laughs) whatever. And um, so I only only just started doing that um, minutes before going in. It, it was at the end, but um, so I was stood in between Lavar and I think um, Miles. What, what's Miles's real name? I've forgotten for a second. Cole Meany. Cole Meany. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got John Delancey there. Um, but anyway, I, I stuck like the devil's horns up, and I was just like, yeah. Fuck yeah, or something like that. I was just excited. I was just like, oh, sod it. I don't care. Um, but as I did that, um, Lavar just shouted out, yeah, rock and roll, man. <laughs> and, then I got, and then it got all the other guys at the back, at least, John yeah. Delancey, like laughing. So, so that was fun for me. But then as I sort of like stepped aside and then the next person went behind me, like I could just kind of see Shatler looking at me like, the fuck are you doing? What are you going on about? <laughs> I just gave him like a nod, just go, right, mate. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Out of everyone, when I was queuing up and watching everyone going in and out, I was the only person that I uh, saw him say any words to. Yeah. And because <clears throat> that's the thing, I, I can't remember what I said to him. And then he just looks at us like, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, probably just says it to every every ten person. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, he he's going to be at this. Uh, we're doing an awful version of uh, job at promoting DST, aren't we? <laughs> but there no, you we go. are looking forward to it. No, we are. I am really looking forward to it. Yeah, loads of stuff. Uh, sorry, William Shatner. Um, no, I'm is not he going to be this year? <laughs> yeah, he is going to be there. Yeah, I was saying to you, I was considering a photo with him for the exact reason you're considering an autograph, as morbid as it is to say. Like, I'm going to have a picture with uh, Walter this year, Chekhov. Mm-hmm. And I was, slash am, having a picture with Nichelle Nichols. Mm-hmm. But after what you've told me recently... Uh, about that news story, which I then went and had a look at. Yeah, I'm wondering if she's still going to be there. To be honest, mm-hmm. and if they're just waiting to 
to cancel her at a later time when maybe it's definite or, you know, they didn't want to do too many cancellations at once. I don't know. Well, I think they would just judge it near the time as because the thing is she, she could keep going on for a while, not being too bad. And then the thing is with dementia, suddenly there would well, just be yeah. a steep drop off. When you told me that story, like, you know, I just suddenly, I don't care about like me and other fans like me from that point of view. Like it's not mm-hmm. about, Oh, I want your picture. I want your autograph. You know, you want that person to be okay. You don't want that person to be paraded for photographs and autographs if they're not up to it. You know, if they're not up to it, just let them have their cup of tea and whatever it is they they normally do. But yeah, anyway, I'm getting too deep in that stuff. I was saying Shatner. I decided to look at the pictures from 2016. Yeah, 2016 when we were there last. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly like I said. He's like a, a waxwork where every picture is the same. Um, yeah, and the only pictures the that take, you could take twenty pictures of Shatner with someone uh, with different it's, people. It's the other people, but it was the fans that were making those pictures awesome for me. Like when they were in cosplay and stuff. Like uh, the, the one guy did uh, the space hippie. Um, yeah, you, you know the main one. I, I can't think what what the character's name was. Yeah, brother, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that picture for me was just awesome. I think I shared it on Facebook or something at the time, just like whoever this guy is, he's awesome. But Well, that's the thing. I think we went through a period of looking through all of the um, uh, people's photos from Showmasters with Shatner on their Facebook page. Yeah, but I I, I just don't, I can't bring myself to do it, to be honest, like to pay whatever it is, you know, for, for, I'd, I think I would rather go to Madame Two Swords and have a picture of me and a wax 40 or 50 or even 30-year-old Shatner, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, well, well, I'm getting my Merlin pass soon, mate, so I could get you a discount. Yeah, yeah let me know. <laughs> let me know if it pops up. Oh, but it's, it's, yeah, no, it's a strange one. But whilst we've been... Uh, talking i've also in my head been um thinking about uh robert's question and i think i know oh, sorry i think i know who would be um the M- uh, the ruler or the person in charge it's oh, got for the mirror universe yeah that 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 is i know you're joking but it's entirely possible no no i'm not joking i think it yeah. would have to be wesley I'm just trying to imagine if he'd actually have a goatee or not. He, he might just have a stick-on one, like an actual stick-on one. <laughs> an actual stick-on one. No one's allowed to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's punishable by death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could work. That's it. And he's fucking finally uh, paying back Beverly for being an awful mother. Yeah, fucking keeps her in a like uh, what they call pain chambers. Yeah. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. Fucking, he keeps his mother around as a pet, but beats her because (laughs) she neglected him as a child. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, that that's good. Like, uh, and he would definitely. 
Graphic Yar, novel writing out there, maybe. Yar can still be about. So Yar and Troy were his concubines. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. And Data. Data is one of his concubines. As yeah. well as... <laughs> as well as... <laughs> As well oh, as his, uh, what? No, data would be his heavy. Yeah, because Wolf wouldn't be there because we know what's going on with Wolf in the mirror universe. Remind me. Uh, in Deep Space Nine. Oh right. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, because he's there. Yeah. So, I so I reckon his heavy would be data. Yeah. No, that could really work. That that would be smart for him, yeah. And uh, well, the thing is, with the mirror universe being what it is, Picard would be so so long in the tooth that he wouldn't be a threat to anyone. Yeah, I think, I think Picard, being such a kind person in the Prime universe, I think he would be absolutely evil, but. I would say he maybe took Wesley under his wing as a protege. Yeah. As yeah, a protege. It's a hard one, yeah. So so we I think we've covered all the bases. So uh Picard has raised Wesley to be his protege and take on uh the mantle of being in charge. Uh, Wesley is in charge. Data is heavy. Yeah. Uh, Troy, they don't treat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything like about how women get treated now or anything. But in the mirror universe, women do not get treated well. So, um, Troy and Yar would be his concubines. It is and, very much a sexist place, isn't it? It's like I think it's like a. From TOS, it's like a dark part of Gene Roddenberry's mind. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Geordie... It's would Mirror be Universe an... Sunday, darling. That's it. And Geordie <laughs> would be an absolute stud muffin with his gimp riker. Oh, he has to be. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this happen now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. I wish uh, they'd put it in a graphic novel or something like that. Someone yeah. make it a reality to an extent. Oh dear, definitely. Well, maybe we should just pitch it. Yeah, a net a Netflix exclusive. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That's it. Another oh, a, a mini series. We, we actually, just ex- said in the past, haven't we? Like, I, I know they're not going to do that fucking storyline, but animation. I would still love it if they could pick up some of the old programs and just do them animation. TNG could be awesome. Absolutely, because it's one of those things that you don't need to worry about what the cast look like because they can all come back and vo- do voiceovers. Yeah, and no offence to them or anything, but if they don't want to, then they're replaceable as well because it, it's just going to be the voice. So there's going to be people out there who love those characters enough to do it perfect if, if they don't want to do it we've themselves. Got fucking, we've got a Patrick Stewart impersonator yeah. that does our intro. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, there's one. Uh, what's his name? Um, Wesley. He'll do it for free. Oh, it, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton would be on board straight away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and <laughs> we know Marina Sirtis would. 
whether well, they for, could nail down for Rachel. For a fee. But I, for I a fee? Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> Definitely for a five-figure fee. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think... I I think that's good. I like that idea. Thank you for the suggestion, Robert. Yeah, thanks, man. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Saying that, I think we're getting near enough to our time. I think so. Yeah, I I think we're about there. I I think we're about there, which is a shame because we we <laughs> we always uh, have in our mind is today the, the day that we're going to drop this idea that no, we've had over the years. Not- it's it's not no because it, it's going to take too long from it beginning too to long. End. One day, one day the listeners will be in for a treat. Probably one day soon, I would imagine. But uh, but no, not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. That that glorious conversation is yet to yeah. come. Um, a subject that may lose us some listeners. Well, no, it won't. No, it no, won't. won't. Anyone who's been not listening unless they've tuned in time. anyway. If they've just tuned in for the first time, then yeah, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, long-time listeners definitely not. Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so I think I think we are uh, pretty much done and dusted for this show. Uh, to be honest, uh, and what I've liked about it is the majority of the legwork has been done by the listeners. They've no, I've actually really enjoyed that. I'm I'm glad we've done that, and thanks everybody for that. Yeah, big thank you to everyone, uh, to uh, Jeff and Robert for uh, getting in touch and uh, giving us suggestions. Really appreciate it. Um, If anyone wants to suggest any talking points or even put any of their views across, uh, either you can email us, trekmate1701 at gmail.com, tweet us at trekmate1701, or you can just find us on Facebook. And also you can leave a uh, something in the comments section below. And we'll uh, see that as well. So, uh, and really appreciate all of your support. People seem to like the uh, use of uh, seeing us recording live last week, dude. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's uh, really positive, and uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed talking track with you again, mate. Yeah, totally. We're, we're on a roll at the moment, having a lot of fun with this. I yeah. look forward to the next one already. Definitely. So, well, uh, on that note, thank you very much for listening, everyone. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins. And that was Trek, mate. Just sit right back and you hear a tale, a tale of a tiny ship that started on the Enterprise for a little mapping trip. Debris on an asteroid got the officers all riled. They thought the Enterprise had crashed, so they'd be dead in a while. They'd be dead in a while. The asteroid started getting thick, some space and inside frost. If it wasn't for the courage of Malcolm and Trip, the shuttle would be lost. The shuttle would be lost. The ship was adrift in the heavenlies of uncharted Federation space with Malcolm Reed and Tucker too. And some booze That's a Paul in dreams A live recording machine Here on Shuttlepod 1 The micro-singularity Started to rip up the ship Malcolm was a pessimist Recording logs that got to trip 
So this was the tale of our space cadets. They floated for a long, long time. They had to make the best of things as their air depleted in time. No phasers, no tricorder, no torpedoes, not a single luxury. Like Picard and Wesley on the Fountain Planet, as, as primitive as could be. So join us here each week, my friend. You'll get your sci-fi fill. As four whole years on UPN, Trek franchise prequel. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Hope you guys like that. You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.